very very good morning to you on fellowship day 695 695 if you're away from 700 i think i've missed centenaries for a good stretch i can't remember obviously i'm not looking back at episode numbers at this point i have in the past i'm not angelic in any way but i do seem to miss the the big zero zeros the centenaries the next 100 in terms of fellowship days for the read indeed podcast but let's see what we do in the next five days maybe we'll make it to 700 anyway anyway it's not 700 yet it's 695 and in this past week i have had what felt in the cheesiest of fashions like an out of body experience in the best of ways very much fellowship related very much leadership related and it's entirely the subject of today's podcast and it immediately as i was experiencing this made me think of the sort of prompting considerations that i try to leave here on the read indeed podcast without or trying to make it not sound like unsolicited advice it's it's stuff that is a consideration because all of us at any point including you listening are well within your rights to take off your right shoe and throw it right back at me and call BS on anything that I've said here that might be considered advice. These are things from my experience in this fellowship that I think have been positive nudges or at least, at the very, very least, benefits to my self-awareness as someone trying to grow as a leader. And on this occasion... There's something very much in the realms of teamwork I wanted to discuss with you. So what happened this past week was our team, always always is the case over the summer that the team is under some sort of flux. There are people leaving or have left or being short-term team members in terms of interns over the summer, thinking about welcoming new PhD students. Uh, and all the while, in the backdrop over that are changes in the staff level members of the team postdocs contractors and so on who are not uh, doing a degree of any sort and we've had such change recently i'm trying and failing miserably to sound quite abstract i know some of the team either openly or covertly like to listen to the read indeed podcast once in a while so you'll know who you are when i'm telling this story but i want to keep it fairly general so for you listening to be able to fill in the blanks, fill in the, fill in the puzzle pieces as they lie for your team if you're considering what I'm about to share. During some change in the past week or so, we have found ourselves in, in our research team firstly reminding ourselves why we're doing what we're doing, talking less about what exactly we do, and have placed most emphasis, especially this past week, on the how. How is it that we are attending this vision? How is it that we are working together? How is it we can consider what we do as a priority? So taking a step back, this won't be a surprise to many of you who have seen one of the most popular TED Talks of all time and maybe read his books, but Simon Sinek, who has been a, an author, speaker, 
leadership coach, business coach, and many other things besides. He had this idea back in the the noughties, I think it was 2009, his first TED talk was where he shared this idea of starting with why. Don't sell your business, don't promote your business as a place to work by telling people what it is you do. Start with why it is you do it. What is the motivation? What is the itch that you are scratching for the people that you are trying to serve? Why are you here and not elsewhere? And that's the, if you like, the 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 outer circle, the thing that envelops everything. And it's only inside that that you get to then think about the how of what you do. And then right at the core is what you actually do, the granular tasks that you do day to day that you're doing in a certain way, the how of it. And all of it is in service of the why. And the why is what attracts people to your cause. The what, quite frankly, can be the boring part of it. That's that's just what gets done step by step at, at the most granular level upwards. But the why is the, you know, it's the thing that makes you keep wanting to breathe the air and the space around those people who share that vision. It's the thing that bids you to get out of bed, to get off your ass and to go work with the same people on a different day, perhaps doing more of the same tasks, chipping away at the granular stuff, but all motivated, all set alight, all driven by the same why. You're all riding the same wave because you can see in the distance, in the horizon, where it is that riding that wave is going to get you. I struggled a wee bit there. This is what I love about doing the ad-libbing part of this. <laughs> you, are, you are hearing the, the live-action struggles of me trying to scrape my vocabulary together into something that can hit the, hit the air as sound waves as it rolls out of my crackled Glaswegian accent. You can probably still hear it. it's quite early in the morning as well. I have been through a spate of late nights building a an online course, a story for another time. I've spoke about it loads before, but um, late nights that I need to get over. I'm yeah not not really treating myself the best in the evenings. I've got the bad habit of staying up late once everyone else has gone to bed to do a a bit of extra work. Not evangelising that it. Uh, it does make me think about toxic achievement sometimes. Anyway, I'm going down another rabbit hole here. That is another episode of the Read Indeed podcast. I'll put a pin in that for later. I hope you don't mind a brief interjection in the middle of this episode of the Read Indeed podcast. I wanted to share with you that, as weird as this is to say, the podcast is now sponsored by my book, You Are Not a Fraud, A Scientist's Guide to the Imposter Phenomenon and the accompanying imposter syndrome masterclass. Since I published the book back in August 2022, and since I spawned the imposter syndrome masterclass workshop from that, it has grown arms and legs and allowed me to get that message about managing the imposter syndrome out to the world in ways that I couldn't have imagined in the beginning. But now that that is taking on a life of its own, it's allowing me to feed resource back into the podcast to to pay for the subscriptions 
that help me create the content, curate it and host it online. And that's why the podcast is now sponsored by it. So if any of the story of the imposter syndrome resonates with you, I would be delighted if you would check out the book or check out the imposter syndrome masterclass. That is, you are not a fraud, a scientist's guide to the imposter phenomenon. That's available in ebook, paperback, hardback, audio, and now in French and Spanish translations. And the imposter syndrome masterclass is a half day workshop to help you and your group harness the tools that will alleviate your self-doubt and maximise your self-confidence before your next career challenge. I'll put the links in the description. Maybe it's not for you, but maybe it's for someone that you know. So please do share those links. And without further ado, back to the episode. Thanks for your time. Where was I? What was I doing? What was I talking about? Early mornings. Oh yeah. So, yeah, Simon Sinek's Start With Why later became a book. And... It's a very popular idea of what drives you to do the work, right? And then I've spoke loads there about the what, the granular tasks, the the day-to-day, the things that just need to get done. I mentioned that our team has been focusing a hell of a lot this past week on the how. How is it that we work together as a team? How is it that we can observe our behaviours, our way of working of the past few years and itemize what really hasn't worked or more bluntly what hasn't been a fun way to work are there drivers are there incentives external to us things beyond our control that are driving the way that we work more so than the culture that we would like to adopt for ourselves with fewer external influences on what that culture is to get a little bit more specific within research especially within academic research the funding models depending on what subject you're in the project definitions can lead to a high level of individualism what i mean by that is there's a lot of work that will get done a lot of projects that will be defined to be ran solo they are for a student they are for a postdoc they are for a team member to get a certificate a degree a mark a badge against their name and because of those models be it for undergraduate examination or for postgraduate research or study whatever it happens to be there's in this this bubble of research there are traps to think highly individualistically individualistically i hope that's a word someone can tell me later but you yes you've you've got this heavy weight on your shoulders to think that i have to do this all by myself if i don't show that i've done this 100 i won't get the credit for it i won't get the certificate or i won't be able to walk through the gate that the gatekeepers are standing in front of and that leads to a lot of problems subtle problems that aren't often spoken they are almost taken as granted and that's what makes it a bigger problem than anything else the fact that it is almost accepted without challenge which is why thinking about the how behind our research the way we work as a team is so profoundly important because it can go missed you can jump straight from the why or the vision of what you're doing as a team straight to the what 
you jump from the vision of who you're trying to serve straight to the to-dos and uh, I giggle there because that's a term that our team use a lot and we're thinking very deeply about how we take that going forward. More importantly than all of this, the thing that might interest you 10 minutes into the podcast is this. What parts of the why demand more than an individual to get it done? What parts of the why demand a team to move forward rather than an individual within that team? And it's that sort of question that has been at the the sharp mechanistic end of what we are considering as a new how of what our team does. The absolute mind blower in terms of the shift that we might go under from where we are now to a new how of how we work together is the fact that because of this incentivization to think individualistically at some level and to lead people as individuals at some level, we are looking at what could be a very painful shift from individually named projects or individually no, individually named people with to-dos on a project to simply projects for which one or several people might be involved. Let me say that again. I was I was scratching a an itchy eye of hay fever as I tried to say that and I butchered it. What I'm trying to say is that right now our projects are tackled through the mechanism of having individually named people, individual lists with individual names, with individual tasks towards a project. And it so happens that on occasion that certain lists for certain individuals will get tied together for a little bit of teamwork and then they'll separate again. That's where we are now. The shift, the pivot, the painful move to potentially something much more productive and fun is to take away the individually named components or lists of how we work together on our project management platform and focus solely, solely on the projects. There is only teamwork in this new way of how we go about doing things or how we might go about doing things. It's all about the projects. It might so happen that an individual starts working on those projects or an individual is the owner of that project. But in this new way of doing things, everyone would have a much clearer mechanism of their individual ideas being welcome at any time. And the the themes of what needs to get done that turn into the granular to-dos of what need to get done might bear different levels of weight on them, categorised in certain ways that more easily signal that teamwork is needed. And putting projects in this new sort of framework, you strip back some of the externally incentivized influence to think solely about one person getting the job done. Only one person, only there only being enough room at the table for one person to eat all of the pie of credit, to put it more abstractly. So you can tell here that not only am I waffling, but I'm grasping a lot at different ways of articulating this move to a new how of what we do. This is very fresh in mind. This is very much 
turning many a hamster wheel in my head. I'm going through the episode today, not only to share this with you, but to say it out loud and see how much of this new way of thinking I have actually absorbed correctly or incorrectly yet. I'm I'm trying to teach it back to myself out loud and share it with you so that later this week I can continue the conversation with my team to think about this pivot and how we might go about achieving the why of why a research team exists because ultimately ultimately for it to work it cannot be my decision it has to be our decision the way we work together the how of what we achieve is something that looks to be pivoting more towards a mechanism that is clearly team-led rather than individual-led And so if we're ever going to go in that direction, we have to start by how we might mean to go on, to decide that together as a team and not have it dictated down to the team by me at the top of an apparent hierarchy. If we start that way, it will come crumbling down before we ever get started. So let me leave you here with that prompt or consideration for whatever team you're leading. If you think the vision is clear, if you're confident that the why of the work is crystal clear in everyone's mind, you're confident that the drivers are all there, how much or how often do you consider the how of what your team does? Are you allowing your team to work in a way that is externally influenced? Are you assuming that the way that your team is working together now ain't broke, so there's no need to fix it? After the why, after the what, how, how is your team working? And how might you stop to reflect on that as a team in order to get the best possible how to achieve your why quite a weird and wonderful episode today (laughs) thanks for sticking with me and thanks as ever for taking your time to listen to the read indeed podcast take care for now and i'll see you again soon for another episode hopefully (laughs) with fewer stumbles along the way all the very best for now take care